We are Gold Ivy, a health company dedicated to simplifying health and wellness. Tune in as we search to find the deep, real, and raw truth. We're here to talk big, no room for small talk. It is our mission to inspire, seek growth, simplify the action steps, and build confidence. You decide what works for your daily life and how to transform our lessons into your gold. Are you ready to step into your power? Now is the time. Join us on the fearless pursuit of self-discovery and growth. This is Ivy Unleashed, a Gold Ivy production. If you're a regular listener of the show or you follow us on social media, you know I, Brooke, just ran my first marathon and Andrew ran her 22nd state in her goal to run a marathon in every state. How did I go from barely getting out of bed to being able to run 26.2 miles, a customized training plan, and coaching with Andrea? With my health concerns, it was important for me to make sure I crossed that finish line safely and confidently. We are so excited to announce that we are now offering customized training plans. Whether you're wanting to run a 5K, 10K, half, or full marathon, we've got you covered. Get your customized training plan plus coaching to get you race ready and keep you motivated along the way. Prior to receiving your training plan, you will meet with me, Andrea, for a 15 minute call to discuss your goals, race details, and schedule your three coaching calls. You will receive a training plan for your race, tailored to your schedule, endurance, and cross training preferences like yoga, biking, strength, or whatever movement you enjoy. Coaching throughout your training will provide accountability, safety, and inspiration to keep you pursuing your training and race goals. With Andrea, you will connect your mind and body to maximize your race experience. And if you're looking for a custom training plan without coaching, we're offering that as well. Head over to the shop page on our website, goldivyhealthco.com, to learn more and get you across that finish line. Welcome back to Ivy Unleashed. We are so happy to be in these uncomfortable chairs <laughs> talking with you about our lives. And today we just wanted to come on and talk to you about how we are really doing. And we want you to ask yourself the same question. How are you really doing? Honestly, mm-hmm. you know, what's what's going on that needs some attention? What's going on that you can celebrate? What's going on that... You might need to sort out with someone, therapist, friend, whatever it may be. And this is what Brooke and I like doing is to, to share with you what's been going on with our in our lives. Because sometimes when we have guests on, it's not, you know, super personal about us. We mm-hmm. like to really get into their story. So we wanted to catch you up with what's going on with us, how we're doing. And I feel like Brooke has a lot of updates over there. <laughs> one of us is thriving. One of us is just trying to survive. <laughs> and this time, I think I'm the thriver. Last time we talked about our struggles, I was super anxious. I was really feeling like my summer was out of control again. I feel like it happens every year. And in the fall, I get it all back together. And I think a common theme has been the slowing down. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm very structured. And so now I'm back in my structure And I just recently had a weekend that was unlike any weekend I've ever had. My sister-in-law loves the spa. And so she organized this little like sister-in-law getaway with her and I and two other sister-in-laws. And it was at the Sundara Spa in the Dells. And I had an idea that it would be fancy and there would be some treatments involved. But I've never had a weekend where I came back 
not tired <laughs> or like need a vacation from your right? vacation. I didn't feel like that at all. I got plenty of sleep and everything we did was to truly rejuvenate, to truly relax, to do a cold plunge to kind of help with resetting the nervous system. I did some sound healing, never done that before. It was really interesting stuff. And everything was encouraging you to turn your brain off, Mm -hmm. to keep your phone away, to slow down. It was very slow paced. There was beautiful music everywhere. Everything was really clean. And so there was like no clutter, no mess. Mm, you're relaxing me right now. I this. know. This is like a meditation. I, I did this TikTok where I was like, this is your permission. And now when I look back at it, I'm like, I sounded high. Sure did. <laughs> I was like, so, well, I had the best massage of my life. And so again, like I kind of said it then, whether it needs to be brought into your home or you're going to go somewhere, try to see how relaxed you can get. And you don't need a spa. Like for me, I saw that and I was like, all right, get out the coffee enema. How can I make my bathroom my healing spot? (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think to a part of it is like the stimulation, Mm -hmm. like sticking something up your butt or what uh, kind of stimulation? Not that kind of stimulation, (laughs) but the kind of stimulation that's like, like calming music and the vibe. There's no TV anywhere to be like noise that's just running in the background, right? It was, it was, there's a lot of like silence mm-hmm. or like spa music. I don't know. But anyway, I had time to rest, to sleep in, to move slowly into my workout if I wanted to, to have little breaks between treatments to just sit in a chair and just like take in the sun. I can't even explain. It was, It was amazing. It looked incredible. Yeah. So whether it's at home, set aside, like setting aside time to do something that's a little bit different that's treating you. Mm -hmm. And it's different for everyone, right? Like what that could be. It could just be reading a book, Mm -hmm. but in silence. And carving out that time Mm -hmm. to actually do it. Yeah. And I think too, the reason why I was able to relax and what's changed so much from my chaotic summer is getting back to the fundamentals. Mm -hmm. Like Alan Stein Jr., we talked to him in mid-August and he was really getting me to think about like, okay, I think I might need to simplify my fundamentals a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I really want to see at least six days a week if I can show up with them. So for me, it's been kind of what I've done before, but more diligently with um, journaling. That's something that was always like hit or miss. So I read my Bible app, which is a verse, and then I do the daily devotional And then I write in my journal. Just like what you're thinking or what do you write? I write in my journal, like reflecting on how I'm feeling and what I feel like needs attention in my life. And so sometimes I I write, like, I feel like I want to be more present today because yesterday I feel like I was on my phone a little bit too much around my Mm -hmm. kids, or I'm really wanting to set aside some time with Justin because we are flying by each other as we're taking kids to dance and soccer and all these things, or you know, things I want to work on within myself. Like this week, I'm really trying not to have any alcohol besides one day a week on the weekend because I want this clarity and I'll write like big goals I have or dreams I have for our business and putting numbers to things of like, by this date, I want the move platform up or by this timeline, I want to have this amount of money. It's clarity. 
That's what I'm It's hearing. just so much clarity. And I think every day, if you're writing in a journal, a thought, like you're, what you're working towards, it does something to you. And the only way you can experience what it does to you is by doing it. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds so simple. Yeah. But journaling is something I put off and, and ton of my clients do too. And then it's also the one thing that really transforms lives. There's a reason that therapists are like journal, journal, Mm -hmm. journal. Like you need to work through that and only you can do that. And I think there's something about it that it feels like you're being honest about where you're at. Like if you're writing down your true thoughts on paper, like the truest thing comes out of you. You can't run from it. Right. And I think sometimes we have ugly thoughts about ourselves or where we're at or, but I feel like when you're taking the energy to write on paper, the most important things come out in it. It's just like mm-hmm. therapy or working with Catherine, which I also worked with her a couple of times in September, which I think is why I also experienced a ton of transformation because, you know, when you're working with someone like her, she gets you connected to what you want the most or what you need to work on the most. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's just cool because then you can, work on the things that need attention. And for me, I wanted to do some abundance work with her. And what I mean by that, because I think that could be anything that you want to open yourself to abundance. But for me, it's, it's like money and intimacy and love because, you know, you think you're like, oh no, you can give all, all the love to the people. But something in me is like, I think about those, those phrases when I was little that, you know, people would be like, oh, you don't want to praise someone too much because then they'll get big headed or they'll be full of themselves Mm -hmm. or you can't show too much love to someone because then they're going to think you're desperate or whatever. And so it's like, sometimes we put these limitations on loving other people or loving ourselves. Like, oh, I don't want to treat myself too much because then that's just selfish. Or it's once you start thinking about the limitations you put on yourself, which I only figured out through working with Catherine (laughs) and journaling and meditating, because I'd throw that in there too. So after, sorry, after I journal, then I read mm-hmm. for at least 10 minutes and then I meditate. And the meditation I've been doing has been on abundance too. So Bible, journal, read, meditate six to seven days a week. What are you reading right now? Ooh, I just finished a book called We Are the Luckiest that was about, I think her name's Laura McCowan, her journey of becoming sober in her life. And she has created, she's written a few books now and has had a few podcasts, but it just opened my eyes to, you know, as I'm like limiting drinking more, the lessons she's learned and then like how it can apply to my life and those types of things. But I think it's tough to know what you put a limit on in yourself, like with love or with money, if you're not clear minded Mm -hmm. and taking the time to unplug and slow down and not keep running around and jump into the next social thing where you're just turning your brain off again with some more alcohol. Mm-hmm. And I had a, an awakening one night when it was my birthday and Brooke and I were sitting on a deck with my friends and I was feeling so loved and happy and I was drinking and I was like, man, I need a stiffer drink. This one's not doing it for me. And Brooke's like, isn't that what you want? Like, Like basically I figured out I was trying to like get buzzed in the moment. I'm like, why am I trying to turn my brain off? But most, that's what most people do. Right. But I was like trying to turn it off in the moment where I was like, this is awesome. It's probably the last thing I needed to do. I should have like stayed more clear minded to feel the love and to connect with people more because 
sometimes I think the more we drink, we're like, Ooh, I'm connecting with people by having drinks with them. But true connection is like that clarity of what's most important to you. And I think when you truly feel connected and loved by someone, you're not going to be drunk. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you want to remember it. You want to be so obsessed with your life that you don't have to numb. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the argue of, but it feels good. And I want to relax a little and I can open up more when I had some drinks, but I'd encourage you to think about if, if that's what you do, because most of us do is what is that little edge you're trying to get over? Like, what is it that you're trying to release? Mm-hmm. Most of it is, I just, I want to feel like I don't have responsibility right now. Like the responsibility is so high. It's weighing me down. I just feel like I need to breathe. Mm -hmm. So what healthy coping mechanisms could you experiment with and introduce? Like not saying you have to give up alcohol, but could you add in journaling and see how transformative that is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I've just been kind of experimenting with it and talking with my coaches about it. I talk with Kara about it too, where I'm not putting these hard nose, these walls up around alcohol at all, but I am just trying to learn about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to shame myself about drinking. I'm not trying to say I can never do it again, but I'm exploring what is it in me that I'm trying to use alcohol to forget mm-hmm. or to loosen up. Like what, what is that? You're being curious with yourself. Yeah. Which is honestly the best thing you can do because when you have shame or judgment, you just feel like shit. Mm-hmm. But when you're curious with yourself, it's it's a mindset shift of why am I doing the things I'm doing? What do I really want? It's empowering versus beating yourself up. Totally. And that doesn't get you anywhere. No, not at all. And I think for me, it's just a personal journey. And for me, I was noticing I was getting a lot more anxious the next day mm-hmm. and it's not worth it. You know, I, and so for me, what I'm doing and like right now where I'm at with alcohol is going into a social situation or drinks with friends or whatever. I just, have a number that that's my max Mm -hmm. and I honor it because then I don't have guilt about it. And I think, think it through like, okay, if it's anything above four, I'm, I'm not going to feel good tomorrow or I won't be able to push our business forward the way that like right now where Brooke and I are at, it's, it's moving in a really cool direction. We have this momentum and alcohol could limit where that goes. And I'm just being honest with myself that I don't want I don't want that to get in the way. I love how I feel when I'm running and I feel full of energy and my vibrations high like I love laughing and trying new things right now and having kind of a a clear mind is really elevating my life. And so that's where I'm at right now with everything. I'm trying to take the limits off of what's capable, what I'm capable of. I'm taking the limits off of this money ceiling or yes. this energy ceiling or this love ceiling like I'm thinking about how I can pour into Justin every day and my kids, which I normally do, but like more, why not more? Why am I limiting what that could look like and how, and it's like always top of mind. Like that's what you're putting out in the universe. And when you're thinking about that, then you feel that more. Mm -hmm. It's like you're raising your vibration to then like you're a magnet and you're attracting all the love right back to you because who doesn't want that energy? Your kids feel more loved, therefore they show you more love. You have more connection, more intimacy with your partner. You just feel good. When you choose to focus on the good, the good gets better. Mm -hmm. And it's easier said than done. But if you make that a habit, if you make that a choice, 
each day when you wake up, today's going to be a good day. Like that's what I've been doing. That's the first words that I say to myself because I wake up and I feel super anxious. And so it's like, okay, redirect, redirect, redirect. And it's conditioning your brain to look for the positives because our brain's job is to protect us. It's going to be negative. And when you know that that's just how it is and you, it's a choice to look at the positive, it becomes easier, becomes your identity and who you are. But it takes that work when you've been negative for so long, you've been feeling crappy for so long. Like you are changing the neural pathways in your brain. Like that is tough work. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what people don't talk about is like how exhausting doing this work is because you're actually changing your brain. Mm -hmm. Like you're creating a new groove in your brain. Yeah. 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 But it's so worth it. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thanks. You're doing the damn thing. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, Brooke and I are business partners and we take turns struggling and we need to be honest with each other about where we're at. Right. And so I'm having like this fantastic month and I'm on fire and I'm like, I'm raising my vibration and I'm setting your Snapchats. And she's like, I'm dying. I'm like, can you give me your energy, please? (laughs) So let's tell the people what's been going on with you the last month. So Andrea and I decided to record on this. We take some time to reflect right on what we want to say. We want to be prepared. And she's got these beautiful thoughts. And I just put under my name, struggle effing bus. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to need you to elaborate and tell me some more. Um, (laughs) I'm going to have some questions. Yeah. So basically a year ago, about a year ago is when I started working with a functional practitioner and uncovered that for four years, I wasn't crazy that my gut was a mess, which we knew but I uncovered parasites and bad bacteria and basically no good bacteria in your gut or in my gut. And so I wasn't absorbing nutrients and it was what I needed to say, okay, we got some work to do. Things are off. You're not crazy. And so I went through this whole protocol. I did a bunch of supplements, healing. I went through a whole treatment plan and I was feeling 80% better, but I was eating so strict and I still wasn't feeling 100%. And compared to the people around me and how they were acting and behaving, I was like, it shouldn't be this hard to feel good. And so I got connected to a doctor in Stillwater. If you're in Minnesota, it's like 40 minutes from me. And he specializes in SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. And with the work that I do and reading and learning nonstop, I knew that I ha- I still had SIBO left. And so basically what it is, is you're supposed to have bacteria in your large intestines, but when you have too much of it, which is dysbiosis, so you have more bad than good, you're supposed to have a balance. When you have more bad than good, it can seep into your small intestines. And basically everything I'm eating is having a negative reaction, causing inflammation in my body. I'm not digesting properly. And so I got to the root cause of these parasites. I did a bunch of healing but it's not all gone. And if anyone is familiar with SIBO, anyone who has someone in their life that has it, it, it's a bitch and it's really tough to get rid of. So I'm now on a protocol that is eight weeks long, four round, four weeks of herbal medication. So things like oregano oil and natural herbs to help kill the bacteria And then after that, I'm doing four weeks of three different antibiotics to kill the bacteria. What happens when you do this is you have die off, which is basically the bad bacteria is dying in you. (laughs) And then you sweat it out, poop it out, you detox it. So it's a lot on your liver. It's a lot on your body to 
get rid of this. And so when you're already feeling not great and then you're going through this and you're, things are dying inside of you, it's a good thing, but you feel like crap. And so I already had, I already knew a little bit what to expect because of the first time I did it. But this time I feel like it hit me different. And I think because of how good I was feeling and then it's like a backtrack. And so last week was really rough. Um, and we talk about it before gut brain access, when your gut's off, your head's off. When you have no energy, your head's off. And I thrive off of energy. Like I need that. But when you feel so crappy and lonely, because it's a very lonely experience, no one knows what you're going through and they shouldn't because they haven't been through it. But I'm trying to pump all of the good vibes and really work on my mindset during this time because of all of the work I've done. Like I fully believe what you focus on grows, what you give attention to grows. If I focus on feeling like crap, I'm going to keep feeling like crap. And so what is in my control that I can switch? So during this time, I'm doing a lot of mindset work, law of attraction, Abraham Hicks meditation, which is just abundance and what you focus on matters. Um, I'm reading The Source by Dr. Tara Schwartz, which is about basically rewiring your brain <laughs> and manifesting. Meditations, Tony Robbins. So basically flooding myself with feel-good things, but also empowering tools, hearing people's stories of you can heal, this stuff is real, here's the science to back it up. Because it's so easy to be like, I feel like crap. And why would I just toxic positivity focus on the good? Mm -hmm. So when you say you feel like crap, like what's happening to you? Like, what are you feeling? Yeah. So I feel like I have the flu where I'm just super weak. My head feels dissociated. Basically, like I just feel empty headed. I feel like I'm not here. So some hours are better than others. The mornings are good. By like seven o'clock, I'm dead. Like last night we recorded and I immediately went to bed and it was like 8.30. So honoring what my body can do and giving myself grace has been huge and meeting myself where I'm at. It's basically just a lot of fatigue. My digestion still isn't there. And so I'm eating a very, something I didn't mention is I'm eating a very strict diet and I already was. And so what it is, is it's a, a carb restriction diet because these bad bugs feed off of carbs. So I can only have certain fruits, veggies. I can have all of the animal meat and protein. I can't have beans, legumes. I can have a cup of lentils a day, half a cup, excuse me, which like, they're not very good. <laughs> like it's mush, <laughs> but I need the energy. Mm -hmm. So it's eight weeks of really restricting what I'm eating. And it's frustrating because I'm eating so healthy. I'm moving my body. Like I should have all the energy in the world and I just don't. And I want to hold space and acknowledge that I'm going through something really hard and it's tough, but also I don't want to sit in that. And so that's the dance that I'm kind of doing now is honoring, being honest with where I'm at, like not feeling shamed when I'm like, dude, I'm slow right now. Like things are not making sense in my head either. And I'm, it's hard for the work we do because I want to be clear headed. I know how good it feels. I'm talking to people all day and it feels like I just have nothing to give. So I'm hanging in there. I feel like I'm in the mud, 
but I know that the only way out is through. And that's what I'm telling myself. Like there's always an end. This is happening for me and not to me. Like all of these little snippets that I've learned over the years is just constantly feeding through my brain. Like what makes me feel good? It's working out. It's yoga, getting out of my house, being around people. It gets so easy to be in a depressed state and like sink into that. And that's what's really tough for me too is when I feel so depressed, like I don't want to get out of bed, but I also know that I need to rest and sleep. And so it's that fine line of like get sleep, but don't oversleep because then it's really hard to get out of bed. Yeah, it's just tough. So like if you're struggling right now, like just take a minute, be proud of yourself, but also know like you can feed your brain good shit (laughs) and like that's so needed. So I think knowing like right now it's really tough, but I'm not stuck here and changing my perspective of like feeling like crap is progress. Like things are dying inside of me, Mm -hmm. which is really weird and gross, (laughs) but it's good. And like, I need this. This is needed in the journey. There's going to be hard seasons of life. Like what am I gaining during this time? Am I gaining radical honesty of like not feeling shame and guilt about feeling how I'm feeling? Am I just getting crazy mentally tough right now, which I feel like I am? Yeah. It's kind of a mind F. Yeah. When I think a a big piece of it too, and like a lot of people that listen, I'm sure can relate to how you feel because a lot of people listen, have gut health issues too. But I think there's a piece that's tough to understand as an outsider of like, what's my role in this mm-hmm. or like how, especially if you're someone's business partner or live really close, like they're saying they don't need anything, but like, do you force your way in <laughs> or do you, you know, like what, and what's your expectation of someone if they're yeah. your business partner or they're your partner, you know, like you have a boyfriend, you have friends, you have business partner, you have family, you have a million weddings, like every two seconds. And so what is that like balancing people's kind of expectations of you to show up and be Brooke and how low you've been feeling? I think it's what gets me through. (laughs) Like, I don't know how I would do this without you. Like having someone depend on you, but also know that it's safe is so helpful. Um, I think the check-ins are super important. It's, it's something so simple, but just like knowing that people are there and knowing that like, it's okay to be confused. Cause I think if you don't feel good and you're going through this journey, even with like depression and anxiety, like explaining it to someone is so exhausting because you are trying to wrap your brain around it. Yeah. And so I'll meet with these functional doctors and I've been doing this for years. And now because of what I've been through and I, I understand a lot more, but still vocalizing that to someone, even this morning I got test results back and they looked normal on the sheet of paper. But when I went through them with my doctor, it was like, okay, these are normal, but they're not optimal. And that's the difference between functional and traditional medicine is functional medicine looks at the optimal levels. And so I was like, okay, I'm not crazy. I've been super tired. My vitamin D is low. My iron's low. Okay. Awesome. But saying that out loud of like, I could go to a traditional doctor and they would just say, these are fine. We don't even need to meet. 
is like it's it's so confusing and it's hard that that's how medicine is so if you've never experienced functional medicine it's so it gets in the nitty-gritty of everything and it's really really complicated and it can be very overwhelming so I think explaining to someone what you're going through when they're not going to understand it because you don't really even <laughs> understand it. Like, I feel like I'm confusing myself right now. Um, and so kind of like dropping that has been helpful for me of this is just what I need to do. And people are going to ask questions. And I wish it was black and white, but it's not. Like, being okay with the gray. Well, I feel like something you're really good at is like, okay, what's my next move? Mm-hmm. And I feel like you get really clear on that and you focus on it. Like, I think that's one of your strengths where it's like, you've been through this, you've had some protocols before, you know, okay, this is where I'm at right now. And it's for eight weeks. And this is how I'm probably going to feel. And I have the support of my doctor. I mean, you've also been in this boat before with not a whole lot of support Mm -hmm. in a relationship that was pretty tumultuous and very far from family and friends. And so what's the difference between like going through it in Florida versus here? I'm not drinking a bottle of wine a day. Like I, I had some pretty negative coping skills because I felt like crap and I've grown so much. And that's what I'm saying with all of the work that I have done to this point. Like that's, what's helping me get through. It's, I know I can do it, but it's also tougher in a way because I don't have those. I don't have those numbing resources that I did have. Like how the amount of times I'm like, I wish I could just take a drink and numb and forget like. I want to laugh and be happy, but like my head is so off that you like forget what that feels like. And so again, like the only way out is through and I'm not going to help myself by drinking or doing drugs, you know, whatever negative coping skills come up. But I think like fully trusting in process like I knew that I was really low in energy and I was like I think I need to get my vitamin d and iron checked and I did and sure enough and so like slowing down and really tapping into my intuition and not caring how crazy I look (laughs) like doing these woo-woo things like I said coffee enemas earlier basically what coffee enemas do is they upregulate your glutathione which is your natural detox chemical that's made in your body to help detox your liver, it upregulates that by like 500%. And so it's just helping you so much to detox. And I need that right now. So that's been like my saving grace. And I just fully own that. And I also want to just say that us having a presence on social media and something like a coffee enema is very controversial. Like that's not something that you should just jump on and do. But there are people that are on social media that are saying things like your body's a natural detox or you don't need to do these things. But some people do, you know, like Brooke and I are different. My body naturally detoxes itself. And I don't even, I don't even need to do hot lemon water to detox my body. Like, no, it's not even necessary. It may help. And there's some vitamin C in it and it'll taste better. Cool. (laughs) But like, I don't need to hang out doing a coffee enema. Mm -hmm. It's not necessary. My body is working while my digestive system's working while my liver is doing its job. Yeah. Brooke's liver is not doing its job and she has a different circumstance. And so I just wanted to say that because I feel like Brooke is doing things that she needs to do in order for her body to properly function because of where she's at with her health. And so sometimes we post things that are, you know, what, what she's doing or what I'm doing. And 
it's not that you need to do everything we're doing. It's just showing how we are addressing where we're at with our health mm-hmm. and trying to take care of ourselves. And knowing that you're on your own journey. Like we all want this clear handout of take this pill, do this thing, and you will feel amazing. And it's not that simple. And I think that's what I've learned throughout this is what works for me isn't going to be what works for you. I'm going to have to figure things out on my own. I'm going to have to listen to my body. And when I'm not tuned into my body is when I feel like crap. It's so important for everyone to figure out what makes you feel good because you can't outrun a poor diet. You can't out supplement a poor diet, but food wise, what works for me isn't going to be what works for you and vice versa. And that's why I think a coach is really helpful when you're going through something like this, because you just want products and you just want quick fixes, but to actually heal, you have to do the deep work. You have to have a team. Like you have to work with a doctor. You have to be okay with saying, I think something's really off and listening to that and advocating for yourself when you don't feel good and you have low energy is so hard. And I think that's why I'm really passionate about coaching and working with people is to help people be an advocate and tune in and listen to their body because it's so different. And there's so much information out there that is so flipping overwhelming. It's controversial. You'll hear all the comments. And so that's been a really big mindset shift for me too, is seeing the comments on our DMs and being like, okay, it's not true for me. Kudos to you. I'm glad, you know, your body's cool. It's working for you. You found out what works for you, but don't judge me for finding what's working for me. Mm -hmm. Being open to trying new things, listening to your body. Like it's a journey and it's not easy. But if, again, if you want to fully heal, like I believe you have to do this deep work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there's so much about like clarity. What, like for you, like what's your next move? And I feel like that's the benefit of coaching too, or journaling, right? Slowing down, meditating, all of these things that create the clarity of being able to know what the next move is or what in my body needs attention, what in my life needs attention, what relationship do I want to pour into and how am I taking care of myself mm-hmm. instead of everybody else, you know, whether it's your job or your family or your friends or whatever sucking the life out of you, you know, we'd say it all the time, but You've got to tune into what's begging for your attention. Like, what do you know you've got to do? I mean, I talked to this mom yesterday and we were, were reflecting on one of our calls where she had COVID and her husband had to step up and take care of a lot of the things that she took care of before. And everybody was just fine. <laughs> like they might've been a little bit later, you know, showed up a little bit later or their hair might not have been perfect or, you know, whatever, but the world will keep turning if you don't overgive and self-sacrifice, right? And that might not even need to happen. But if you're not showing up full and clear on how you want to be present with people and present with yourself, you know, become a better listener, mm-hmm. have more quiet time, And maybe it's asking for help so that you can get some of that time. Like if you feel overwhelmed with time, what can you delegate? Like Britt Williams says, what can you delegate? What can you delete? What can you delay? So that you can carve some time. Is it waking up five minutes earlier so that you have five minutes before your kids wake up or before you have to start getting ready? Like how can you carve out some quiet time to really gain clarity? I think the bottom line is what what we're saying is just being honest with yourself, being really honest about what you're struggling with, what you're feeling good about. And, 
you know, with my last month, it's raising my vibration, raising my energy, doing things that light me up and getting excited about my life, you know, whether it's gratitude or it's just getting clear on these small moments and wanting to be present. I just feel so much more full of joy and a clear mind. And it's just inner peace. I think I got to cry about it. Like I've slowed down and had those quiet moments with myself consistently. And that consistency is what is creating the difference in my life. And it's a total of like 20 minutes. It's really not that much time. Yeah. But doing it consistently, being in the quiet peace, getting clear on, you know, my values, how I'm feeling, what I want to put intention toward, doing a meditation, getting some insight from a book, like these small actions can transform your life. And, and then with Brooke, like it's, it's, being honest with yourself and people around you around if you're really low and struggling too, like don't stay stuck in that Mm -hmm. and tell your people because if there's something they can do, let them. Yeah. I think it's about protecting your peace and your energy and with those 20 minutes or asking for help, like visualizing like you're putting on an energy shield, you're putting on a shield to protect your peace, to carve out you And that is so important. You have one life to live, say it all the time. And that's what's really getting me through this too, is like, I don't want to live my life this way. And therefore I'm going to do what I need to do to get through it, to raise my energy, my vibration, because I see people on fire and I know I have the potential to get there. I just got to take care of my body and I can raise my game, my energy, my vibration, but it starts with taking care of me first. Love it. All right. Well, let's get into our three gold stars. Number one, reflect and get honest with yourself about your struggles. What is one thing right now that is begging for your attention? Two, set aside time to gain clarity to uncover your next step to thrive. And three, determine the one thing you can do to lift your energy and vibration in this moment. And for your piece of gold, it comes from none other than the one, the only, Dr. Wayne Dyer. He said, we must raise ourselves to the levels of energy where we are the light we seek, where we are the happiness we desire, where we are the love we feel is missing, where we are the unlimited abundance we crave. This is Gold Ivy signing off. Listen to your truth and go chase your gold.